Hi everyone, this is Whitney and welcome back to Spastic Chatter. Spastic Chatter is a platform meant to feature those in the cerebrosity community and I get together with individuals with CP like myself to have an uncensored chat, if you will, about what it's like living with this type of disability. And for this episode, I am joined by Victoria. And I met through Victoria through the Diversability Leadership Collective. And she is an awesome person and someone I wanted to have on the podcast. So I will let Victoria introduce herself and then we'll get to talking. I don't know where this episode is going to go, but I'm sure it's going to be a great one. So Victoria, take it away. Hello, everyone. My name is Victoria Wheeler, and no, uh, that's not a joke. I my last name is Wheeler, and I use a wheelchair. Um, I am thirty-two years old. I was born with cerebral palsy, um, spastic diplegia, to be more specific. I am nearly a full-time wheelchair user, and I am part-time ambulatory and a walker around the house. Awesome. I love how you, I love how you use your last name as, like, humor, like, sarcasm. I'm all about that. And I didn't even, I didn't even put two and two together until you said that. So, my friends and family don't even think about it. But, like, new people that I meet, they're like, are you serious? That's your last name? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good, like, icebreaker to have. That's funny. Um, so I'd li- I'd like to kind of take it back. I do this with some of my guests. Um, if you, I'm sure you, I'm sure you know this, but if you Google the term cerebral palsy, it comes up as a childhood disability. And what those, what what might be misleading about that is that those children grow up to be adults. So. I don't see the reason. I don't see like the the reasoning behind uh, saying that it's a childhood disability. But I always ask my guests, um, would you? Uh, how was your childhood growing up? Would you classify it as like anything like like I, I when somebody asked me that, I'm like, well, it was just like a normal childhood, so I don't understand. Uh, and then you that your normal is not everyone else's normal and you're like oh so maybe it wasn't that normal <laughs> um i don't know for a kid i have several friends and acquaintances nowadays with cp and for a kid with cp i would say that my childhood was fairly normal like i grew up i think with a lot of internalized ableism to be honest for my parents like they're like you can do anything you put your mind to and like you know, the sky's the limit. You just have to work hard and you can accomplish whatever you want. And, like, that's a nice sentiment. But as nice as it is, like, it's not exactly true. So I've spent the last, like, few years undoing a lot of ableism. Like, oh, I would be most better off if I just worked harder. I'm not trying hard enough. No, like, you have a disability and that's okay. It's not all on you. It's not all your fault. Like... There's a long way to go in society as far as like making things accessible. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I, I can kind of relate. I didn't come 
I didn't come to terms with uh, my disability until I was like in my late in my late twenties, and I like I, I I'm totally fine with using the word disabled now because there are things that I cannot do, and it is perfectly fine to be to be just to be disabled. Like, um, yeah, yeah. So I can kind of I can kind of relate to you on that. Um, how is your how is your uh, like schooling and stuff? Did you were you like mainstreamed and like? Yeah, I, for the most part, I know in like preschool, I was put in, I think what they call now a CDC class, like a special ed class with other um like very visibly disabled kids, and um, they soon learned that like I don't know um I didn't have any intellectual disabilities, so they. You know, my parents were like, we should put her in mainstream. And um, I was actually, like, in high school, an honor student. I just, you know, I was an honor student who required an IEP. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, that means individualized education plan. And it is, it, a lot of students with disabilities, like, should and do have those. Yeah. So, um, I'm curious, what about... What about uh, life after high school? Like, what, what did that, what did that, what, did, what did that look like for you, and continue to look like since? Well, that's been a ride. Let me tell you. <laughs> after high school, I was like fairly set. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna study this thing. This is gonna be my job. And I'm learning as I get older, and like out of the structure of like living with my parents and like lots and lots of support that maybe that's not the right thing for me maybe I need to choose another path and it's okay if I do um I went to school originally to study Spanish with the intention of being like a translator and interpreter um in a medical setting and after like years of like going back and forth of like studying and then letting it go and then picking back up i'm like you know maybe this is not for me spanish speaking spanish uh, meeting people who speak spanish like visiting different countries where it's spoken it's great it's like a very it's a very specific interest of mine it's a great hobby it's a great way for me to get to meet people but i don't particularly want to do that in a, in a vocational setting anymore well, that's um, that's awesome that you were able to kind of like self reflect and you um kind of stood your ground per if you per se on like when you realized that it wasn't for you, so you you uh, decided to go another path where some people might might like might like complete their complete their degree even though they're not even though they're not happy with what they're doing. So I commend you for for realizing that and having the courage to to kind of like change your path. Um with yeah. that with that being said, October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. So what has your vocational experience been like? Well, you know, I went through vocational rehab uh, as I'm sure you did. Um working people and a lot of people with CP do to get 
funding for training or school. So my degree was funded through vocational rehab. Very fortunate there. I won't lie. Like that was a lifesaver. Um, but so got my undergrad degree, graduated, got my diploma, this and that. Attempted grad school for a semester with, it was a very demanding master's program with little to no support. I didn't really know what I needed in areas of support, not to mention that it was like in a different state. So um, out of state, didn't last very long. I was getting pretty ill at the time and it was just too fast paced and I was like, this is not the place for me. So I went back to my hometown for a few years for with my mom. And then I came back here to my um, city that I'm currently in now, where I did my undergrad, Knoxville, Tennessee. And I have just been trying to kind of figure out life since then. I have reconnected with a voc rehab counselor to try to get like a certification underway. Didn't pan out, kind of lost motivation and passion for that. So I'm kind of pivoting and uh exploring what it would be like to be self-employed not necessarily as an interpreter either that's awesome so like kind of an entrepreneur type type thing where yeah. uh, i'm gonna put you on the spot like what 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 would you what would you what is your dream for being in a, for like a self-employed self-employment i don't know ju just something that i am good at like i'm a person that um, like, I like to have a specific list of tasks and do that and be done with my work and, like, know that that's it for the day. Like, I don't like the kind of work that a lot of people do where you just kind of, like, problem solve as you go, if you know what I'm saying. Um, so I have a hobby that I'm trying to turn into a business of sorts. Um, I don't know if you've seen it like on social social media and things, but like diamond painting, gym painting is like marketed as a big stress relief hobby. Well, I want to I have found a lot of relief in that and I want to take what I am good at there and make art for other people. Um they're little like plastic gems or resin gems and then like also perler beads. I don't know if you know what those are, but like a lot of people used to craft with them as kids. Like you, you fuse them together with an iron. Yeah. Like you, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I remember now that you've said that. So I use those like as my art medium and create things for people like that will preserve memories of like loved ones or pets or, you know, what have you. Um, and basically, just the idea of being my own boss um, is really appealing. That's and awesome. Like, yeah, that's very cool. It's it's uh, I like it. I like how you're like kind of like um I've said this before like kind of like self reflecting like you've kind of done it you've kind of done it you've kind of dabbled in all of it and you've kind of realized that um that self that's self-employment and like creating a business out of your hobby is the path you want to is the path you want to take and like as long as you have passion for it like 
and the drive for it like uh i think that i think that's great and since it since it is your hobby you obviously have the passion and the drive for it yeah that's great it took it took quite a while to come to, to come to terms with like okay you can change your mind about things and that's okay like you're not a bad person everybody changes at least a little bit during their lifetime so if you make a big career pivot that's okay too like yeah my ultimate goal with self-employment is to just be able to support myself financially like being disabled is expensive like i know that you know this yeah yeah well that's well that's very cool um and i'm i'm sure that you or do you have any do you have any um any like support groups that you like you're a part of that like you can you can reach out to like um like for help or advice or anything yeah i'm going to a couple uh like entrepreneurial support groups in the area um I haven't had the chance to meet with them in person as much as I would like, but hopefully that'll change in the coming months and I can really get the ball rolling at the start of next year. Yeah. Cause I, that, cause I, I just asked that question because, um, cause employment is kind of all, it's kind of about, all about networking. So even if you're self-employed you can still like networking, like get ideas um, from other, from other people on like, like learn from their journey and experiences. So, right. yeah. Um, with that being said, do you have do you have any advice that you want to share uh, with with others that may be watching this that are going through similar life experiences as yourself? I mean, only advice that I already hear from other people. Like, I'm anxiety queen over here, but I've all I've always heard the advice like. You can be scared, that's okay, but do it anyway. Like, just do it scared. Yeah. Just scared. That might be the best thing you ever do. Like, I am naturally just not a risk taker, but I've had to take a lot of risks to be able to get to the place that I'm currently at. So, yeah, I can completely relate with all the anxiety and stuff. And, like, I, I kind of, I kind of uh, go, like, I, I have this. I have this song that I always play when I'm like anxious and stuff about 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 actually about employment and one of the lines of the song is um nobody gets what they want by just sitting there. Exactly. So, yeah. So I completely I completely relate to what you're saying. Do you have anything else that you want to touch on be before we wrap up this interview? What are some what what are what are uh I was gonna say what are some future goals, but you kind of already you kind of already talked about that with your with your uh bracelets and things like that, but uh where can where, where can people follow you on social media, follow you on your journey, Victoria? My current uh business related Instagram is the disabled diamond painter the dot disabled dot diamond dot painter i can type that out for you later if you need to um yeah like i said that's on instagram i'm working on getting on other platforms um 
the Instagram seems to be where a lot of things happen. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. I will put the, I will put that in the description. And again, thank you, uh, Victoria, for coming and chatting with me today. I loved talking with you. And for those of you watching who want to be on an episode of Spastic Chatter, I'd love to have you just reach out wherever you see this video and um check back periodically because i i got a bird for another episode of spastic chatter thanks bye, bye.